Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of How to Make a Living with Music. In this episode, I get to talk to a close friend of mine, Jerry, or Big Jer, or Scarlett, and he makes a full-time living with music, specifically with teaching. He teaches at Icon Collective. He's done courses with Warp Academy and Evident Online and Academy FM. He's an Ableton certified trainer. He does one-on-one -on -one lessons. He does remixes. He does pr production work for clients. Uh, and, and we had a nice talk here. Uh, for about like 50 something minutes go through a whole bunch of things from how he did his journey getting into it what he would do if he had to kind of navigate now as a new artist or mus musician music creator and a whole bunch of other music business stuff so i hope you get a lot out of it please enjoy sweet man all right so i guess the the first way i just wanted to start this off is just uh, let everyone on my page that hasn't seen you before because we did do a video together uh, who true. you are what you're all about and uh what's going on in your life Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, my name is Jerry. Uh, my um, artist name is uh, Big Jer. Uh, I'm an Ableton certified trainer. Um, if you don't know what that means, there's uh, less than 200 of us in the world. So it's kind of an elite group, which is uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool to be a part of. It's opened a lot of doors for me. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that uh, as we talk tonight. Um, you know, I make bass music, um, kind of like future bass, uh, dubstepy, trappy kind of music. So definitely on the darker, heavier side. Um, and uh, I teach uh, full-time at Icon Collective, and I'm also a um, instructor at Warp Academy and Evanit. Awesome, man. So uh, so everyone who's watching, uh, Jerry is entirely a full-time music creative person, and um, I'm not. And so I did a call with, with Lou Salon where, where I talked about him and his journey. And one thing I've noticed with talking to musicians is that every single person has a completely different story. Like some people get into, uh, you know, like Adam Ivey does music marketing and Bruce Salon is doing mostly music, but uh, you have a path in, in teaching and stuff like yeah. that as, as the path. So um, just to kind of like get into that, what, what was the thing that kind of kicked you off into teaching like what was your first like I guess paid gig doing doing teaching work yeah sure uh so uh, I was uh I was working at the at a restaurant um outback right so like I was I just hated hated hate it was brought the worst out of me like every day so um I knew that I had to kind of get into something else and I and you know playing shows is great and all but I mean, and I love playing shows and, and, I'm, and I'm trying to grow my brand and everything, but I know a lot of people that have full on brands where they're gigging and they still have other jobs. Like I know a lot of people that are, that are playing shows like EDC and, and um, what's the other one that's really popular? That doesn't matter. Anyway, the big festivals and, and, and they have a day job. They have to go back to their day job. So um, I knew that I did not want to do that. I knew I, I needed to work in music. So um I was getting, I knew that like getting Ableton certified was something that I really needed to do. Um, and while I was, while I was training or practicing to, you know, get ready for my certification, um, you know, some of my friends started taking lessons from me and I, of course I didn't charge my friends, but then some of their friends wanted to take lessons. So I had to start charging them. So around that time, I was getting a lot of clients coming over and just paying me at the time it was only 40 bucks, but I was doing so many lessons that I was that 40 bucks piles up when you, when you do like, you know, six lessons a day, every day, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there was a DJ school uh, right by my house and it was an actual, like actual wax DJ school um, where I would teach um, turntable and also um, CDJs. And 
that was my first like teaching gig where I would went, went into like a place to teach. And what is really a CDJ? CDJ. Oh my God. That's like the standard <laughs> for, that's the standard for, um, uh, for DJing these days, like before it used to be techniques, like turntables, a 1200 series, I think. And uh, yeah, now it's just CDJs. Like if you go to a club, you just bring your, 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 your USB stick. I'm looking around for mine. I can't find it, but you just bring your USB stick. You don't bring any gear usually. And you just plug into the CDJs and, and you just, and you, and you, you know, chicka, chicka, chicka. Nice. Right? So yeah, yeah. CDJs wow. are your, like, are your industry standard. Um, it's kind of the modern day turntable, whatever. So, um, so you, you actually kind of like, I, I know you did DJing, but I, I didn't know that it was like, I thought it was just something you did for fun. I didn't know it was such like a, it was actually a paid thing. And I, not was, only the resident, I was resident DJ at Universal Studios for many months. You know? Oh, jeez. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I was spinning in front of like thousands of people, um, you know, pretty much every Friday night. Um, it wasn't as much fun as it sounds, honestly, but um, because you're playing like really like cheesy, upbeat house music, like just the stuff that you would just hear on the radio is what they wanted. So couldn't yeah. be very expressive there, but it was fun nonetheless, you know? So, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I've been DJing. I've been DJing ever since. I'm actually a turntablist too. Uh, I've been DJing ever since I was a kid. I'm a lot older than I look. <laughs> Maybe I'm not, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, yeah, I've, been, yeah. I've been DJing for 25 years. You know what I mean? It's like straight up. So okay. crazy. I, I've always wondered like how, it just seems like such a weird thing for, for someone to get into. Like I've seen it in my guitar center, like turntables and I'm always like spun them. And I'm like, why do people do this? And then of course now, like actually making electronic music. Well, I, I, when I was in college, I was, uh, I was DJing like I was, when I was at Westchester university, uh, I was DJing like all the parties around the area. Me and my friend, it was like, that was the deal. Like, if we could bring, if we could bring a nitrous tank and not have to pay for the house, uh, then we'll all spin for free, you know, and then we would just sell nitrous yeah. balloons all night and DJ. That was our gig. That was our gig. We'd go around, the, we'd go around the town and uh, yeah, we'd just come with the nitrous and, and, and the turntables. And it was, I did that when I was like, what, like, you know, 18, 17, when I was, when I was in college, it was, it was crazy. Wow. So, yeah, so fun. from there, you know, you're, you're teaching people on the side, you're teaching like DJing and stuff. Yep. And then doing DJing. When did you get into like, uh, were you also doing music production then? Oh well. yeah, absolutely. I've been I've been producing music and making music ever since I was a kid. I was always doing that. I was like like you. I was in. I was more into rock um, yeah. and stuff like that, metal and rock when I was younger. In fact, I moved out to LA to be a bass player, like bass player, um, and not make bass music. Um, that's a whole other story. But uh, yeah. So and then you know over time I I switched to um, to that. Um, yeah. So I was like I said like you. I've been playing music my whole life and I've always been into like technology too so you know uh, making more like Linkin Park type music as again yeah. like you you know what I mean so like that kind of evanescence that kind of stuff when I was growing up you know and then you know yeah. which was great because then you know it was easy kind of getting into uh, Ableton and dance music it wasn't that much different than I was used to just how to learn how to synthesize you know that was the trick yeah I've noticed that the the like journey from rock to I guess pop and EDM is like somewhat common. Cause like, you know, you did that. I did that. Post Malone did that. And uh, San Holo did that. And I'm sure. sure that that's just like a service level thing. So it's I don't know, maybe it's just like a kind of natural thing for someone to be all uh, angsty and teenage and being into rock and sure. metal or something. I don't know. I mean, I, like I, I still do rock and metal music too yeah, um, yeah, yeah. now. And obviously you do too. Cause yeah, yeah. anyone doesn't know Jerry and I have a, a band called murder. That's Night. right. That's right. Murder night. Murder night. Murder and, night. Uh, kill it for sure. Shameless plug. That's <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> but, um, and who knows? Maybe by the time this, this video is out, depending on how long it takes me to edit, 
that's our new song will be out yep, too. That's but, true. That's true. I'm excited. <laughs> I'll let for you, it. let you know when, when on screen or something if it is. But definitely. So, uh, at what point did you? So when did you decide to pursue the Ableton certification thing? Since that was like such a pivotal part of of kind of where you are now. You know, it's funny, and this is kind of like why I have a YouTube channel too. It's like. Okay, if, if, if people were to ask me, like, back in the day, like, what, what do you want to do with music? Like, what was your, like, what's your goal, dude? Like, you know what I mean? Like, my answer was always the same. I want to be a leader in the community. And really what I mean by that is when I was learning stuff and I would watch YouTube, I would have my favorite people, like, just like, you know, just like people who tune into your channel and stuff, um, you know, they, they like watching you or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I'd have my favorite people yeah. and I would, I would be genuinely thankful to them because yeah, I never met them or anything, but like they were sharing this information that at the time was, I mean, YouTube was relatively new at the time and not new, but like, you know, it wasn't like it is now. And, you know, and it was really cool that these people were just sharing free information. It was mind blowing to me. And I wanted to be that person for somebody else. So a lot of the people that like, so at the time, um, a lot of the people that I was watching, they were Ableton certified trainers. And actually one of my mentors, um, my, one of my first mentors, uh, his name is Yuda um, Sidebrain. Uh, he was an Ableton certified trainer. And, um, you know, I just really looked up to him and um, as like, I just respected like his knowledge and everything. And I just wanted to do that too. Like I, I was like, wow, this guy is making a living, you know, teaching and people respect him. He's an Ableton certified trainer. And I, at the time there was like much less than 200 in the world at the time. And I was, I just wanted to be one of those people. So I, I knew that that would open up more doors for me because like I said, if you've got a free weekend and a couple and a couple thousand dollars, you can get Pro Tools certified. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a big, it's not, doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? But like, it's, there's like a two year waiting list right now to get Ableton certified. So <laughs> they keep the numbers really low. So the trainers, it means something when, when a trainer is like, you know, working at a school or, or doing a private lesson or doing an event, it actually means something. So I just knew I wanted to be in that if I could. Um, and yeah, that's and 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 that opened up a lot of doors for me after I after I got certified. So I mean, it, and looking back, it was one of the best decisions uh, I, I I could have ever made to 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 yeah. follow my path, if you know what I mean. Right, right. So what was that? Did that land you your first, I guess, course teaching well, opportunity, or did you also do the courses? Um, before okay, that? so that landed me a job at Icon. Uh, I don't think they would have hired me if I wasn't able to certify it. And it's actually cool because uh, I think there was, if there's, <laughs> there might be eight Ableton certified people, if I remember correctly, in LA and Icon had three, you know what I'm saying? So that was pretty huge. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think yeah. me being I mean, certified. I, I don't know if you, you mentioned it. I mean, I know what Icon is, but I, did you mention what Icon was? On Icon Collective is a pretty popular music production school. Everybody from, slander to nightmare to sudden death i mean i mean everybody went to that school i mean there's so many people that i'm not even mentioning right now um yeah, and it's, it's, it's more like a like a college essentially yeah yeah exactly exactly like yeah it, the, sure. the way like i mean i i haven't taken stuff at, at icon i've just seen it from the website and how you describe it but like it's it's priced kind of like a college program and i don't know if it's like an accredited thing i think it's only music you don't do like gen eds and stuff. no yeah we don't it's like this weird hybrid between like an online course and a college, which is like super dope because I'm assuming people that are there, like they're not looking to take English too. Like no, no, I'm, but it's a really well-rounded school. Uh, I, 
I think sudden death went there, but I know for sure. I, I know for sure. Um, like Jaws, uh, Nightmare. I don't want to be like because you know people like will be like, no, he didn't. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's I, there's been people oh, that have huge names, have big names, yeah, big names, whichever um, ones, even if we're getting them wrong. <laughs> there's been people. So, so like yeah, but it's a really well-rounded school. You're right, it is expensive, but like it's a super well-rounded school. You learn everything from arrangement to studio techniques to Ableton. There's Ableton one and two. Um, you've got ear training. You learn synthesis. You learn music theory. I mean, it's a, it's when you get out of there, you can literally. I've seen people come in knowing nothing like this is my first laptop. Like you know what I'm saying? And then by by level four, they're like, I'm like, wow, you did that? That's incredible you know what i'm saying so like it's yeah. a really really well-rounded school like and what's really cool about going on campus is the same i mean i'm not trying to plug it whatever but I'm like yeah that's that that's the other cool aspect that actually has a campus like it's not just it does. Online thing, which well is that's what i was a bit yeah so so i teach i i've i've made myself just an online instructor um but i used to be on campus as well but the what i was going to say is like right across the street they have like uh i guess their apartment complexes they're not really affiliated with icon but everybody living there goes to icon so what's really cool is i mean they're they're changing buildings now so i don't know if this is going to be applicable anymore but what was really cool for for many years is like you could it's like almost like a very intense music school where you go to school and then you go back to your room and talk about music with your friends and then you go back to school and you go back to your room and talk about, you see what I'm saying? Like, like it was yeah. almost like you never leave the environment. So no wonder these guys could just go from like zero to 60 in, 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 a, in a couple of years or not even a couple of like one year, really it's a, it's a year program. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like just like in, you know, in like a university or something. I mean, I went to school for mechanical engineering and I didn't live on campus, but the, the fact that, the people like whether you were or weren't you're you're spending so much time there and making relationships and it's it's one thing to like learn something on your own and then go do sure. it when you sit down in a group of people and work with something and like call it like universities try to like force that by making getting do group projects and stuff yeah, but yeah. Uh, i would imagine that being at a school like that and living there um, well, well, I'm sure it's also kind of a total party fest at times. Um, it's probably super, super important because the ability to like, I don't know, like so many creative people in one spot all sure. trying to learn and get better. I'd think that now if a couple of those people blow up, they're probably all working together now too, if they maintain those yeah, of relationships. Course. Of course. It's like a big family there. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, for the most part, you know, um, it's a big, like everybody tries to help each other out and, yeah, there's always opportunities that we share and stuff. So no, it's a really, I mean, working at Icon's great. I can't, I can't, I can't knock it at all. It's one of my, but it is my favorite job I've ever had by far, hands down, straight up. I love yeah, it. It's awesome. Yeah. So aside from, from Icon, um, you also have done courses for right. Evident Online. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I think you, you, so you were involved in the Cymatics FM thing too. I was actually, yeah, I do have, I do have uh, videos up on the Academy uh, at the Academy FM. Yes, I absolutely do. Yeah, I did. I did it with them um, for maybe like, they must have like, maybe, I don't know, 60, 70 of my videos because they wanted so many. It was oh, like, yeah. it was like, it was like 20, 20 a week for a while. And I worked for, for many weeks with them. So it was good. It was good. It was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I was, uh, Evident's great, man. Evident is cool because they've, they've cornerstoned like the whole cinematic orchestral thing that nobody else is really doing. So at the time I was really interested in like learning how to make orchestral music sound better. It was kind of a mystery to me at the time. Um, and I ended up taking one of the courses 
And I liked it so much that I reached out to Arn. Uh, I just sent him an email. And uh, it took him a few months to get back to me. But would you believe it? He's like from Norway, I think. Uh, again, don't yeah. quote me on that, but I think it's, I think it's Norway. Um, and right as he answered my email, he was moving to LA. So uh, we ended okay. up having lunch. Yeah, we ended up having lunch. And uh, he like refunded my money and everything for the course. And we <laughs> talked about doing, uh, we talked about doing, because uh, I told him I was into synthesis and stuff like that. So he was like, wow, we should do a cinematic synthesis course. Um, and I was like, yeah, let's go. So uh, we did it. And um, yeah, man, that was, that's been, that's still selling to like, I, I sell a couple of those, not me, but they, we sell a couple of those probably every, I want to say every two weeks I'm getting a sale still. And it's three years later. So um, they're, they're really great, man. They, they have a really great platform. If you're, if anybody is out there that's interested in uh, cinematic music or anything like that, like evident is like, is like the only place that's really kind of doing it. You know what I mean? Which is, which is great. Yeah, I, yeah, I like good. the the Sorry, courses I've I've looked at. It's all good. I like I liked the I've I've never taken any of their courses, but I I looked at them and I like that they're not just like how to use a serum, like or like how to use Ableton. It's all it's all very specific. Sure. Like your course, like cinematic synthesis with serum or something like yep, that. Right. sound design. Mm -hmm. Um, and th like that alone is super specific. And all the other courses seem like they're pretty much all equally specific in their own ways which is nice because how many courses out there are there to like master serum or master ableton live there's like a million but all, pretty much all the courses on evidence seem like they're the only course like that in the world yeah i i agree and it makes sense because up until then people were using sample packs and stuff like that like people that were fans of evident anyway were using sample packs and stuff like that to create their stuff so this gave them, and they all had since, but this is what me and Arn kind of were, were, were speculating. Um, they all had since, but they just didn't know how to use them past like scrolling through presets or whatever. So the way we did it was we taught Serum from the ground up, but with the sounds we made, we make like Brahms or we make like pole spaces or we make like, you know, really yeah. like, like specific like Blade Runner type sounds, or we would make like um, stuff that was like with a specific movie that was maybe popular at the time. Um, so, uh, yeah, so people not only got to learn the synth, but when we did the exercises, we built out cinematic sounds. So they had now sounds that they could use in their projects that they actually made and they learned the synth along the way. So yeah, it was, like you said, very specific and, um, you know, it, it yeah, worked out great. Right. Yeah. So did I miss any of the, the courses that you, that you do? Any of the programs? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. I did, like I said, I did a bunch for, I did a bunch for the Academy and I've done several uh, videos for the icon program as well. Um, and then, Oh, and yes, you know what you did uh, miss uh, at least one. Um, I did another, um, I did another, it's called, um, it was a serum course that I did with uh, warp Academy. So uh, it was like, oh, right. like another ground up, um, another ground up serum course, but this one was more focused on bass music and popular music and not so cinematic. But uh, yeah, no, me and uh, Dan Larson did that um, did that video for uh, Warp Academy. So yeah, that was one there. And, and I've done several like um, you know like live streams with them as well. But um, no, as far as courses that you could purchase, um, yeah, uh, I guess the, the Academy FM, uh, Warp Academy, and Evident. Um, yeah. Awesome. So you also do you also do like one on one teaching, right? Yeah, of like, course. Um, yeah, definitely. Yep, so yeah, I guess between the, the courses and um, an icon and like one-on-one, -on -one, 
like if you were to break up kind of the percentage wise, which kind of income source makes like the most versus well like like not not the most versus least but like i don't know and like general fractions like is is doing courses like half your income and then teaching is the other half or is it kind of like a huge huge split just for people who might be wondering what what's sure. the most profitable you have to understand thing. that icon is a full-time job uh it's like you know i only work three days a week but i work um the maximum hours i can there so it's like 30 some hours uh so um that's pretty much I mean, full-time yeah. yeah you know it is that's what i'm saying so but they also they also uh count in like grading hours because i have to do like video feedbacks which is a really great thing for icon like where they'll send in the homework and you don't just be like no you suck you have you actually like <laughs> for a lot of the videos you open up ScreenFlow and you'll be like okay good effort uh this is what we could do and let me give you and if you did like oh, amazing job i'll be like okay amazing job let me let me add a little value and i'll show you some pro tips or it doesn't matter so basically um basically i actually do live um not live but like like video recordings for um for homeworks um every week so i'm doing like little little screen flows for them like every single week um so you get paid for that too so again like i said you get you get full-time hours and they and they pay pretty well i've been there for you know you get you get a raise every year if you do well i i do great you know so um I, you know you get a raise every year i've been there for several years so you know yeah. that is a full-time job it is so like you could you could probably say what your full-time job pays you roughly i'm getting something like that you know um now another thing because because again like if you have, icon is one of those like it does no other school is going to do that like no other school has the has the and yeah. I, I i i i think <laughs> i'm not trying to talk out my ass here but like yeah no other school that i know of has the kind of um the, the kind of influx of students like like there's so there's so many students that want to go to icon they actually have to buy a bigger building that's what i remember how i was saying earlier wow, they're yeah. move buildings like they're, yeah. they're that's how many people want to want to go to icon there's like a literal way so and so because of that like your pay is actually you're on salary. Uh, I, yeah, like, I mean, I'm not on salary. No, I'm not on salary. I get, I get hourly, and and that's better for me because. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to be on salary because then you know my brother's on salary and they have him come in on Sundays. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess in 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 that way, I'm not even on a salary technically, although I kind of am. Or either way, um, but what I guess what I mean is that it's not it's not like sale based. No, it's not exactly. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's the same, it's the same money every single time in and time out. And then, like I said, as long as you're doing well, you get a raise every year too. So, um, so it's like, you know, they, they treat us well, man. They're, they're making money. You know what I mean? They're making money. They're making money over there for sure. I mean, it's a business, you know, they, they gotta, they gotta pay the overhead, the buildings I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're making money. They're making money. So, so, so like, would, would you say that's like 80% of like your total? I family? would say that's the majority of my money, but evident pays my rent every single, he's been paying my rent for not only pays my rent, but um, every month, but um, for three years now, but got my wife a very nice wedding ring. Um, and, and I was, and I was able to, um, for like, cause when we launched, like, you know, you, we got like all those sales at once. Right. And then, then they trickle in obviously over the years, but yeah. what I got like at that, I mean, whatever, I'm not trying to, it's like, it doesn't matter. I was able to finally uh, propose to my wife and get, uh, and get a nice ring for her, um, which was a big moment in my life, which was like, 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 you know, going from like some kid that was just living week to week to now having enough money to not only live, live well, but you know, buy an actual ring for, you know, like an engagement right. ring. Yeah, well, so was, engagement was, rings are not, not no cheap. they're not cheap no, no. <laughs> so um but it's totally worth it because she's beautiful um so 
and we have a kid coming as as you know which is crazy so it's yeah. all it's all going really great um anyway so uh yeah that that was great like i can't i can't say enough good things about that and i i don't know that that's like that's one of those perfect storm things because again my my wife's like you should do another course for evan <laughs> and i'm like i'm like i'm like yeah 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 but like and i and i and i want to but like yeah it's like one of those perfect storm things where like you know cinematic synthesis it just sounds so cool right and like yeah, yeah. and like it's like the only synth uh, course uh, on their site and the graphic is really cool it's, it's just one of those perfect storm things where like it just it just works totally in that in that environment right there you know so i it the the scenarios where, where you got into icon sound like super super rare like if someone wanted to kind of replicate your path to being a full-time musician with like teaching and courses and stuff it seems like icon would be something that'd be very hard to replicate because you can I mean, of course, so is, so is getting Ableton certified, but you know what, man, it's kind of like getting in first. I mean, a lot of these DJs or producers get in first, you know what I'm saying? You know, your, your nightmares and, and obviously Skrillex who yeah. started the game. I mean, these guys are the guys that are actually making money in the game. You know what I'm saying? Because they got in first, you know, sure. You might be able to land a tour, but you're not going to make Skrillex money ever, no matter what you do. I mean, like, unless you invent a new genre, like he did, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, no matter what you do, you're not going to make Skrillex yeah. money. You're not going to, you know what I'm saying? Cause he did it first. Right. So it's one of those things where, you know, I knew that like at the time icon was like ready to blow up. Like when I started teaching there, Oh, Solomon King's another person that went there. I mean, company is another person that went oh, yeah, there. Yeah. I, can, I can name him. There's a lot, like there's a lot. Anyway, when I was, I taught company, not taught company, but he was in one of my classes. I mean, he's yeah, an intelligent yeah. guy. I didn't have to, I didn't personally show him anything. <laughs> he was, he did sit in my <laughs> class though. <laughs> anyway. Um, also, that, counts. Uh, that totally counts. <laughs> also Scott from slander was in my, was in my class, you know? So that was the time when I was start when I was teaching, uh, over there. So it was like right when all of those guys were like ready to blow, you know what I'm saying? Sullivan King. Uh, I didn't teach Sullivan King or nightmare. They were there right before I, um, I started teaching there. So that was around the time that I started teaching there. So, I knew that like they were gonna blow up or Dubspot was gonna blow up. I was like, one of these two schools is gonna do it. And um, I went when I went to Icon. Like walking into Icon is like nothing you've ever ever experienced. It's just the coolest place in the world. You know, you know what I mean? It's like it's like you. I'm like, yep, this is the place. I want to work here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just I put my application in, and uh, thank God I was able to certify it. I think that's the only thing that got me the job. Um, you know. So yeah, that was. I don't know that you'd be able to replicate that, but. What you could repl replicate is the fact that um, I, with reckless abandon, wanted not to work at Out Outback anymore. Like <laughs> I did, like almost, I almost risked it all, if that makes sense. Um, like I didn't, like, like when I quit, when I quit, um, my boss was being a total dick to me one day, like just took me in the office and was like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know what? I I don't, I don't need this. And I, I, fuck, I, was like, I don't need this. You know what I'm saying? And I left and I was like, that's like, you made my mind up. Thank you, dude. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for making my mind up right now. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I bounced out of there and, and then I knew I was like, yo, you better, you better start studying real hard, dude. Because, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, like, I guess what you could take away from it is like, if you really want something, just go for it, man. Like, I didn't know I was going to like, you know, be able to get hired at Icon. I mean, yeah, it was, it was New Year's Eve actually that I got the call and it was like, Oh yeah, you want to come in for an interview? And once, once that, I mean, I, I'm a personable guy. I knew that once I got the interview, uh, I was getting hired. So as soon as I got the phone call, like I was like, dope, I'm in. So like, but you never know. You don't know. You just wait and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to get the call back or not. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, what am I going to do for money? 
But like, yeah, as soon as that happened, it was like amazing. Anyway, point is, if that's what you want to do, you'll make it happen. Like, just like I had my little pocket open up for me, um, your pocket will open up for you because I'm going to be honest with you, dude. Like, even while I was working at Outback and knew that I had to get out, there was a lot of times when I would work like 10 hour days. Like, this was most days. I would work like, you know, nine, 10 hour shift and then I would come home um drink a coffee or whatever and then i would just work another 10 hours on my ableton just like memorizing things and learning shortcuts and everything and like a lot of yeah. times i would like, like fall asleep at my <laughs> at my desk like it was like honestly and then i would just like drag myself to bed and so like my point is like i was in it to win it like you know what i mean like i was not taking no for an answer like one way or another this was totally happening so um that's the one thing that you can take away from it it's like you know um if you really, really want something, go and get it. Like, don't let anything stop you. And honestly, life is a life is a is, is a self fulfilling prophecy, man. Like, if you really want something and you and you put your mind to it, and I'm not just saying like, oh, I want this. Like, no, I mean like, if you really, really want something and you go for it with 100 percent of your of yourself, this you're gonna get it. Like, you're you know what I mean? You're gonna get it. Like, who's gonna stop you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, straight up. So uh, that's the thing you can take away from it. Maybe not the specific steps of what I did because that worked for me, but you know, there's new opportunities and new things opening up every single day, you know, that like yeah. that, that, that somebody could get involved in, you know? Yeah. And, and just to give my perspective on that kind of same, same uh, thought on like, you know, if, well, one thing, you know, you worked at Outback and you hated it. And so much. I, I originally was, um, I got into Berkeley College of Music. Like I did the application, I got accepted and everything. And then I was dope, but it was just too expensive to go. Sure. Like I, I would have ended up in massive debt sure. and probably just ended up working at Starbucks, which I actually did end up working at eventually later. But um, point is I couldn't go and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So instead I took a semester off and I just worked at a fast food place. Okay. And I was like, this is so awful. There is no fucking way that I am ever going to do this again. And so I, I just picked something to go to college for. I went to school for business, hated it, ended up in engineering and, and, and found kind of like a second passion aside from music. Um, and, you know, the point is like that kind of pain you feel working a thing you hate is a pretty strong motivator to make you figure True. out life. And it kind of makes me when people say like, no, I never, I never worked a job like that. I just went straight into college and I never worked and then I get a job out of college or, or whatever path they take. I'm like, you kind of missed out on a huge source of pain and motivation. Cause every time I think about, you know, Oh, should I, should I work hard on this? Should I do something to push this passion or, or like thing at work further? And it's like, well, I don't want to end up back there cause that sucked. Um, totally. And yeah. And, and that's, that pain pushed me through college. And, you know, while I like what I do now, that kind of motivation pushes me to kind of do what you're doing is like, I, I, I worked my day job. And then after I kind of work a second day job doing music, because it's what I love to do and I want to make it happen. So um, I totally agree with everything you just said, but uh, I guess if, and one thing you brought up is you see a lot of opportunities now, if you kind of like, let's say you were, you were 18 or 20 year old Jerry right now. And you're looking at, look, you're looking at the world, how it is. What would we, what would be kind of your first plan of attack to like, would you, would you jump back into trying to work at a place like icon or work at a, even a different kind of online school? Would you try to do courses? Would you say, screw uh, are, you, are you saying like, like, you're saying like, like, like the way things stand right now. 
Yeah, it's like the, the current world, if you didn't have okay, all your so experience. I got the answer for you. So you want to become the best at one thing. I don't care what it is. You And for me, it was being come Ableton certified. At the time, there wasn't like every, nobody knew, like people, people are more educated on Ableton now um, because it, people are just really into it. Um, but at the time, you know, it wasn't that popular. It was becoming popular, but it wasn't like that, that popular. Um, we're talking back at like Ableton 8, remember, you know? So like, right. um, so, you know, um, me spending the time and just becoming like, like arguably, I know, I know a lot. Let's, let's just say that. I know a lot about Ableton. Um, you know, uh, that's what I would say was my, was my, um, that was my, 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 I don't know, my, my flag, you know what I'm saying? That I, that kind of made me stand out. Um, so I would say get good, get amazing at one thing. And this is why like, same thing as like, you know, you wouldn't want to do another Serum YouTube channel, right? Because I don't care how good you are at Serum. There's already like, yeah, seven like a million really good serum yeah. channels there's no point in doing it so what i would say is pick something that's not that people aren't doing um and become amazing at it or it doesn't really matter whatever it is just become the best at it like the best at it i'm talking like know it backwards read the manual five times like that kind of thing and once you know something it doesn't matter what it is. It could be like picking your nose. If you're the best at it, somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, how did you do that?" Like, I want to, I want to get a burger like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like it doesn't matter what it is you do. If you're the best at it, people are gonna come seek you out. And this is a great thing because, like, social media is so, uh, is so well huge. So, like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're like maybe maybe you're the best at making snares and kick drums, right? So maybe you have a little handheld recorder and you just go around everywhere and this is like your thing. You film yourself going around everywhere getting different sounds from playgrounds or whatever. And you, and you just make the best fucking kicks and snares and percussion sounds or whatever. And I go to your YouTube channel and you're telling me how the best way to convert the sounds and, you know, add this effect and to make them the blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, you're eventually going to gain traction because there is so many people that don't know how to make for even me. I mean, if you're, if you, if you know it like that, I'm going to, I'm going to watch your video because I would love to know what, what you figured out. So like, so it's like, it's like, if I'm talking to somebody who's like 18, 19, 20, who it doesn't matter what age you are, if you want to seriously get into this scene and make a make an actual um, make actual noise in this scene, you have to become a leader in the community. Think about all of the people that blew up. Think about like what's the difference? And I, I'm I mean I love both of these groups, Virtual Riot and Barely Alive. I love them both. Um, but why is Virtual Riot so much more popular than Barely Alive when arguably they sound very similar. Um, why are why is one more popular than the other? Why did company blow up? You know what I'm saying? When there's tons of people who make that type of music, right? Um, well, I'll tell you what I think. It's because not only did they have a cool brand, uh, like 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 they all make great music, but they give back to the community in the sense that Virtual Riot was one of the first people that did like the 10 minute drop, right? He had all these live streams showing you how to make the sounds that he was making and stuff. And same thing with Company. He worked for Cymatics and he did that first... Um, animals pack i believe it was the animal serum pack where he was i think he was clever enough to go to the zoo and like sample a bunch of animal sounds and make wave tables out of animal sounds nobody did that <laughs> nobody ever did that shit you know and that and that put him on the map that put him on the map dude so my point is people that give back to the community are instantly going to stand out more when like like i said virtual riot and barely alive have very much the same same branding 
arguably barely alive has a better brand with the cool fucking mask and everything like arguably barely alive has a better brand but no they don't <laughs> virtual ride is a better brand you know what i'm saying because of the fact that he you know gave back to the community way more than i know that barely alive does a little bit but not anywhere near what val does you know so um so that's yeah, and if you look my, at the, the barely alive logo too just alone i mean i think it's uh <laughs> I think it's a lot cooler. Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean not, not, not to shame Virtual Ride. He's a no. He's a, he's a really me. I love that what guy. He does, but, uh, I love that guy. But but and and yeah. and I guess what I'm trying to say is, even though Barely Alive's uh, like actual branding is maybe a little more attractive, Val did it right. He he was he was the people's champ. You know what I'm saying? So you need to become. That's what. So that's in a nutshell. You need to become the people's champ somehow. You need to become somebody that people turn to for advice you need to be a leader in the community and then also you need to have dope music you know um and that's a whole other thing um but um but yeah that's the, that's the that's the combination i think um that's the combo having having dope music and something to offer the world you know what i'm saying more than just your music because unfortunately i don't i i feel like you know if there's a, a hundred pie i feel like your music is like 40% unfortunately you know because everybody's yeah. making, everybody's making good music these days but why do I care about you and that's the question you right. see what I'm saying why do I care about you you know what I mean and and the reason I care about you is I don't know xyz right maybe you're like think about like uh Dylan Francis right he would do and so with same with Getter he would do all those funny videos where they would dress up like girls and drive around and bullshit with people and that was interesting you know what i'm saying and people like that yeah. stuff and that's why they're that's why they have huge brands i mean do they make any different music than like anybody else in the industry i mean not really right not really it's kind you of the case all... with with a lot of like there's just so much music that comes out and i forget what number spotify says but it's like ten thousand or fifty thousand new songs a day some sure. crazy wow number. a day jesus it's, it's something like that it's it's something obscene, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm probably saying saying the wrong number, but no, but still, I mean, it's like you know, it's like tens of thousands, I believe. And Jesus. so you got to figure out some way to cut through that. You know, you got to figure out some way to cut through all that and be more important, or at least somewhat relevant. Yeah, and it's it's hard. I mean, you know, we're we're both we both make music, and I think we both understand that if you just put out a song, oh, yeah. there's no such thing as having a song just take off on its own. Like everything has to be be pushed off and if like people a lot of people will say great music promotes itself and it's just like one of the i've said it in a couple of videos but it definitively does does not and like i think the branding the branding and the marketing is like it's huge it's more than 50 yep. percent unfortunately but well think of marshmallow i'd like a lot of marshmallow stuff but like he's I don't know what is he like number one on Spotify sure. or top yeah, yeah. ten or something, and I don't sure. I don't think his music. While I like some songs, uh, I don't think his he's fifteenth in the world. Wow, like that's insane. Put that on screen. No, I can't even fit it on the screen, but he's fifteenth in the world right that's now. Insane. And while I like some of his songs and like some of his music's great, it's he's not the best songwriter and music maker in the world. He's not fifteenth best songwriter in the world in my opinion, and I'm sure no one really thinks that. Um, but the branding, the freaking marshmallow helmet and the, the kind of secrecy and the fact that he collabs with every single big musician in the world. And plus, you know, he was on uh, American Ninja Warrior. I, don't, I doubt it was him, but he was on American Ninja Warrior. He had somebody, he had somebody complete the chorus in the mask. You know, he actually got to oh, the top yeah. and rang the bell and then he was in Fortnite for a while, the game Fortnite. So like he's, his agent's yeah. good. 
Did you do a, li- a live, uh, like a, a Fortnite live thing with uh, Travis Scott? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, uh, yeah, his agent's good. His agent's definitely good. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there, there's plenty of people like that. I don't want to make fun of too many big artists. I mean, I'm not I making fun. I'm not, it's, just, it's a fact. It's a fact that branding yeah. is, is very, very important. That's all we're trying to illustrate. When nobody's making fun, I don't think I'm making fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to make fun. So hopefully, no one gets all mad. Someone's gonna comment. Marshmallow is the best songwriter in the world. They might. They might. I'd love that. I'd like to fight you in the comments if you put that. Good. So outside of outside of that, like, are there any other? I mean, I know we just kind of broke off a little tangent, but it's okay. Are there any other other like music? I guess businessy or music income sources that you currently have, or is that that's like your entire game? I mean, I mean like, I, I, you have a YouTube entire, channel, man. you have music, but. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, I, I do freelance as well, where I do mixing and mastering. I just got, uh, I don't, I, I'm sure I could say, uh, I just got a song picked up by, um, by Major Lazer. Did I, um, did a remix for them, got paid pretty good for that. So, I mean, you know, there's, you'll, you, you make money, like, in the, in the industry. Like, people, people need you to mix things. People need you to do remixes. I just did a, re- a remix, uh, you know, got paid for a couple of remixes, actually, over the last couple of months. Um, so yeah, remixes, mixing, mastering, lessons, teaching, courses, it all adds up, dude. It all adds up, you know, and, 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 and the bigger your, your brand gets, um, which is, I'm still working on, you know, I'm every day working on making my, my brand just a little bit bigger. Well, that just means I have more people that I could sell my stuff to. Right. So, um, or more people like, I mean, that sounds like an asshole. I meant more people that well, more people you, can, you can help you know yeah, that, yeah, but it's not even who i mean i don't mean sell myself just more people that would be interested in the product that i would have let's put it that way and potential yeah. customers actually you know because i do have to make a living you know i got you know I, like i said i got a kid on the way and and, and a wife you know what i'm saying and and you know you, you like to it's, it's weird the music industry is kind of the only industry where it's some people get shamed for wanting to like make a living i've noticed like a lot of people will be like oh these greedy musicians trying to monetize their work I don't know if you've ever seen that, but like I go online and I, I always like we, back when people were stealing music, people were like all offended that artists were, were suing people and whatever. And I, I think, think kind Metallica of... is the biggest culprit there. And I think if anybody, they were, I think they're like the biggest, they think they might be the biggest rock or metal group in the world. I think they could afford to let some people lime wire their music. I think that's where the, I think that's where that came from. I mean, from. I, I personally agree. Um, I'm not the type of person that's super monetized in the music thing, but th- there is kind of like a negative on a, uh, connotation maybe. Of, of like musicians trying to make a living with, with their music. I mean, maybe it's because you're, you're, you're kind of servicing musicians and other, well, other producers and other creatives. So maybe you don't, you don't see that, but I've, I've seen that in a lot of like online places where it's kind of like interesting, almost a downside if, if like a musician wants to, um, or even a YouTuber, like wants to sell merch or wants to make a, like a Patreon or something. I've seen a lot of you people like on YouTube comments and other channels being like, how dare you sell this thing and not give it out to the world? I'm guessing you haven't seen much of this. No, I guess it's like anything else, man. You give them an inch, they want a mile. It's like, remember what I was saying at the beginning of our conversation that like when YouTube was first kind of blowing up as a, as a place where you could educate yourself. I was beside myself with the fact, like just humbled and, 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 and thankful that this, this was free. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, I could watch a video and this guy's going to show me how to do this. And like I said, after like 10 years, 15 years of that, 
people they they just they you know they want everything for free oh my god you ran two ads oh my god i had to wait 10 seconds you know what i mean it's like you know so i i get it though but that's just how people are you're gonna get people trolling you no matter what you do you know right right yeah i I mean that's 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 a good 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 way to take it i mean like it never bothers me i've never had people say it to me although now that i said it people probably will say it to me how (laughs) dare you sell this product um but yeah you know i like i you mentioned I think a lot of people don't realize like, you know, not every musician is like this crazy Metallica type person. And um, can, I, can I interrupt you one second? They yeah, don't yeah. even exist anymore. Like I said, they don't even exist anymore. Most of your favorite acts, barring the, the, barring the guys that have been in it from the beginning, most of your favorite acts, like your new favorite acts, they all have other jobs, bro. Like they, they do like a lot of them do. And if they don't, they're not living the lives you think they're living. Like, you know what I mean? There is no such thing as, Lincoln Park or Metallica, Rockstar. Rockstars don't really exist anymore, bro, because so many people are musicians nowadays. So many people have brands nowadays that the Rockstar doesn't exist anymore. So I just just wanted to stop you there and say, say, just making music alone, most likely, unless you're like a huge, huge act, is not going to support you. Just, just, you know, just, and then, and then you're just waiting for, okay, haha, then you're waiting for the, the uh the festival season but then what happens when it happens you know and then all of the festivals are canceled what do you do now if you have no other you know what i'm saying so so it's tough especially right now being a performer and and probably for the next year or so you know what i mean so yeah like right now if you're just a performer it's it's you're kind of screwed kind of kind of you know yeah i mean I, i i've talked to people on like instagram dms and stuff and they're like man like i like performing was 60% of my income. Like I'm, I'm, I went from being like a pretty well off and kind of like, this was going to be my biggest year ever. I chose yep. up to being like, I just got set back five years. I'm going to be like filing for uh, like welfare or, you know, whatever government yep. assistance. And it, um, it, it totally sucks. I mean, unfortunately there's nothing you can really do about it, but um, what you're bringing up is like most, most musicians have multiple income sources and, yep. I'm sure you've seen, I don't know if you follow Periphery or the members of Periphery on, on Instagram, but I think it was Matt Halpern, the drummer, um, posted a, a picture showing all of their monetization sources. And there was like 30 options there. And they're like, I would, if someone said, what, who's the biggest band in metal right now? Aside from like Tool or Metallica, like, like that niche of metal, I would say Periphery. Sure. Um, And even they, they had like 29 other sources of income aside from music. They had, they had merch. They had one-on-one lessons live. They had Twitch live streams where they get donations. They have YouTube channels where they put ads. They have courses. They have Kemper packs. They have, they have instruments. sample packs. They yeah. have instruments. They have plugins. Uh, and when the, one of the biggest bands in metal is, is doing that, and they made a statement like years ago about why they were coming out with products, and they were just like, listen, like music alone in touring just doesn't really pay enough uh to to live well like he was like we could like survive off of this but what's the point in like if you know these guys they're they're getting older and they want to get married they want to they don't want to tour 250 days a year exactly you come up with all these ways to make make money while you sleep or like so if tours get canceled you're not fucked and all of a sudden you're like well okay little billy you're not eating this week kind of thing you know you don't want that to happen so right right um yeah <laughs> no it's it's in the same way like they were they were smart to like build their brand they're very popular so 
their fans want to support them and they make good products to be honest with you like i've got a couple of their amps and stuff so it's like you know i mean they make good oh, yeah. products man they're the get good drum libraries yeah, i got like, that too yeah for sure my they favorite and they're they're cheaper than like some of the competitors too yeah. which is yeah, yeah which is great so, you know i think we're i think we're like yeah man just kind of like uh kind of reinforcing what we're saying it's like you know become a become some type of a leader in the community just become some type of a brand that people want to follow and then have something for them to to grab from you like not only like you know what i'm saying like you're going to give them some free stuff on your youtube channel but then the premium product is what you know is what this what's going to help you survive you know so that's in a nutshell that's 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 the trick man that's the trick becoming somebody that's and, and that just takes time as, as, as of course, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, geez, you're up at, you're up at 15 K now, which is amazing. You know what I'm saying? And that just comes yeah, day yeah. after day after day after day and, 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 and success, failure, success, success, failure, success. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're somebody that's like, Oh yeah, there's Andrew again. You know, it's my boy, Andrew talking about some shit that I want to listen to, you know? And, and there yeah. it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think a lot of uh, newbies and like, whether it's music or YouTube, um, they, they don't realize that, a lot of this stuff isn't like a a lucky break kind of scenario. It's like yep. consistent quality work. Totally. Years. <laughs> totally. Uh, just, I mean, like, especially getting good at music. Like I've seen a lot of, a lot of producers, like not, I don't really get in too much of the production videos anymore. So I don't get these comments, but um, I've seen it on various Facebook groups where someone's like, Oh, I've, I've been making music for two months and like I put out a song and no one's listening to it. And it's like, I don't mean to like crush your spirit, but like you really got to give it more time. You got to have thicker skin. You got to be willing to work for you know, a year. I mean, I've been making music for 16 years. You've been making music for, for longer 20 something. <laughs> but it's, it's like, it doesn't come overnight. And I think it's hard for a lot of people to, to grasp. And the business side of things is the, the same same thing like you didn't you didn't do everything that you do by by some lucky break or overnight like you you had this kind of long twisted journey of that all started with hating working at Hopac, which is True. kind of a funny thing to think about the catalyst like, yeah just had to get out of catalyst it. for for your your motivation and, and growth and yep and for me at least as i mentioned kind of that's similar pain of like desperately not wanting to to work fast food and anyway, it's different now but still it's it's uh takes years anything worthwhile takes takes time absolutely there's no there's no yeah you know i heard a good quote it takes 10 years to blow up overnight yeah 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 and another another great quote i don't remember who said it um but it, the quote is if it was easy then everyone would be doing it i think that was from a league of their own right wasn't that tom hanks <laughs> maybe maybe some like ceo retweeted it or something but, um yeah i mean it's true like if if something was easy to do like there wouldn't be such a thing as a like famous musician because everyone be, if, if everyone's famous no one's famous you know kind of yeah kind of yeah. thing um, 